The Columbus River Dragons are back on the ice this fall looking for another league championship. Season ticket memberships for every home game in the 2022-23 season are available now by visiting rdragons.com slash tickets or by calling the offices at 706-507-4625. Don't miss familiar foes like the Carolina Thunderbirds and the Watertown Wolves come to town. Or how about the newest southern rival to the FPHL, the Mississippi Sea Wolves. Ticket packages start as low as $300 for all 28 home games this season. Call 706-507-4625 for more details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Minutes Roughing. I am, of course, the Meyer League Rando, joined again this week by Mark the Prospector. Mark, how are you doing? Uh, well, you know, it, feel, it feels a little weird uh, recording at this point. I, I you told you I almost forgot to. Uh, I almost <laughs> forgot that we were even doing this to, right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, so to put a little context, we're doing this at like what two p.m. Yeah, it's uh, currently one fifty-eight CST. Yeah, and uh, well, with both, yeah, for both of us, yeah, and I almost forgot about it <laughs> because I'm just like. Wait, we usually do this at night, not in the afternoons, but... Mm, yeah, but we have quite a bit to talk about. Yeah. Uh, some... Final, finally, honestly. Fun, some controversial. Hmm. Yeah, very hmm. fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Uh, but first, uh, we have some South Atlantic Professional Hockey League news. Mark, finally, why don't you take the reins on this one? Finally. So, it was... Uh, I, I, I can't believe I'm going to mention them on this podcast, but they were the ones to break it. Uh, Bench Minor Hockey, uh, they put out a quick little article about few, a few days ago that basically said, hey, we've we finally got a confirmation of one market. Now, they did bring out, like, when the SAPHL was first announced, they did have, like, a list of, like, places they were looking at, and I do believe... One of the places was on was the one at confirmation. I can, let me just actually make sure here because I just want to. Uh, no. Ooh. Interesting. So, okay. So, back when the SAPHL was first announced, they said Fort Myers, Jacksonville, Manatee County, Orlando, Space Coast, and West Palm Beach. But it was none of those six. I believe. I mean, I'm trying to actually remember what Manatee County is. I think. It's I believe over. it's near Miami. Uh, let me check that. No, no, that's on the other side. That's near St. Petersburg. Ah. So I say this though because the first market that has been announced is Fort Lauderdale. Now yeah, this is going to be my own little speculation, but the Florida Panthers are building a new training facility. What they're doing? They're taking an old uh, entertainment venue. Not arena, but an old entertainment venue called a FTL War Memorial kind of deal, and they are converting it into a new practice facility with one of the, the main rink holding about it looks like around a thousand people. Which, if you were called for the SAPHL, that's about where they were looking at for uh, capacity wise. So if that's going to be my little, and it's supposed to open this year. It was supposed to open last year, but it looks like it's going to be the uh, first half of this year. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm thinking they're going to go, but who knows? I could be wrong, but that's the only place I can think of. 
yeah, I mean, again, I am not a, a super big S, uh, SAPHL guy because I want to kind of see the league get into action first. Uh, but a, a Fort Lauderdale location, if they can have some kind of agreement with the Panthers, would be a, a very cool partnership and would be interesting to see, uh, you know, how it's applied. But again, I just want to point this out. This is the part where I get a little concerned with the league. Uh, Florida is not small. It looks small on the map, but it's about three hours to get completely across the state uh, horizontally. So just something to kind of point out there. <laughs> if they want yeah, to well, that's also partially because place. there's a big national park in the middle of it, too. Well, there's there's I-75, which, again, interstate speeds. So Yeah, but it... But still, I, I'm, I'm like okay, because well, I, I was curious, like okay, where are they going to put the arena? Like, what's the rink going to be? Because I didn't think there was any place in Fort Lauderdale specifically, but when I found them, like, oh, you know, that fits. So that's that's why I'm thinking, like, it has to be that. If it's not, I'll be surprised. But yeah. it's nice to finally have a confirmation of a market. Yeah, I, I'm going to guess that's yeah. going to, and I'm going to guess probably within the next few months we're going to find out the rest of them. I, I wouldn't be surprised given how they're kind of they, they they're going for six, right? Yeah. So let's say you have five left. I won't be surprised if we get them sprinkled over February and March. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's, that's that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Probably okay. by the beginning of April, we'll find out. We'll have all the teams. Yeah. Well, right. I am surprised about though. Like like I said, none of the six markets mentioned were Fort Lauderdale. So that does make you curious. Did, did they say Miami in the original one? I'm kind of thinking back over the... Six. They said West Palm Beach, Space Coast. Okay, West Palm Beach is like literally like maybe 30 miles from Fort Lauderdale. So they could have just... Yeah, but they back. also have Fort Myers, Orlando, Manatee County, Jacksonville. I mean, eh. They have West I, Palm Beach and Space Coast, which is like right there together. So it could have been one of those you know, two. No, West Palm Beach and Space Coast are completely uh, apart. They're not the same area. Oh. Look, I don't know Florida. Yeah, so basically think, okay, for those who were like Mark, they don't exactly know they're Florida. Space Coast is basically, if you look at Orlando at a map, you basically, a straight line east uh, all the way to the end of the state, uh, going east. Uh, that is the Space Coast. So think Cape Kennedy, stuff like that. So maybe this is the West Palm Beach one then? Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm thinking is. But this is probably their their southern, their southeast Florida location. For a market. Maybe. Or, I mean, who knows? Maybe West Palm Beach is still around. We won't find out. You know? Yeah. I All wonder right. see if they get any of those bigger teams, though, too. That is, uh, yeah. So, let's go ahead and start looking at our next kind of story. So, uh, the news kind of broke yesterday, kind of, uh, in a ways. And I'm, I'm kind of here, uh, this episode is gonna basically going to shut it down. Uh, because people are acting like this is a new for 23-24 season okay, so- team. Yeah. So let, let's, let's actually not be so vague about it. So it came out yesterday, thanks to a couple an art, a couple articles, that the that looks like the Fed is looking at Atlantic City, former ECHL market, Boardwalk Bullies, even won a Kelly Cup back in the, back about twenty years ago. Uh, and they haven't had like a, a pro hockey game in about a decade. Uh, but specifically why the Fed, there was even like a little memo from the Fed to this Atlantic City group because the Atlantic City group wants to build a new arena. 
Yeah, that's the thing where it's yeah. like, uh, okay, you're uh, you're kind of bordering on this could be too good to be true. So apparently, a lot of people in the group are also like pretty young. Like the youngest is like my age, and not much older either. Like we're talking uh, early mid thirties is the oldest. Mm, yeah, I'm starting to think we we might have a group that's going to get a little in over their head. But I'm trying to say here here's why I would say though. Still, we got a couple things from that memo. Uh, for starters, they are saying the this is from Don himself. This is a Don Kerman uh, memo to the Atlantic City. They are looking at they he has specifically said twelve teams for twenty three twenty four, which, pending on a, if any teams may leave or move, hint, uh, yeah, the Fed's looking at twelve teams next year with the addition of Baton Rouge and uh, Whiteville, Virginia. So yeah. it looks like they won't be adding any other teams for 23-24. It looks like that's this is actually where they're going to stop, which I'm happy because I don't – I'm you, okay, you know how I felt with the Fed expanding. I do worry that they sometimes expand too quickly. Yeah, and I, I think just adding another two teams this year, you're probably going to beat um, the SPHL, which uh, it would be, it's going to be interesting or at least tie with them finally, and it would be consecutive uh, for the first time i think well yeah, besides so covid but has there been a time where the fed has been the sphl i don't know maybe at some point because i remember the sphl kind of lost a couple teams or like uh mid 2010s or so yeah maybe but maybe sure. around then maybe once maybe. but but i will say like it i'm i'm glad that that's actually where they're gonna like draw the line for 23 24 because i've never been a fan of like expanding a lot at once. Yeah. I think that is dangerous, kind of like what they did this year. They did quite a bit. Yeah, So, but but to be fair, they were having kind of make up with some lost ground, and, and it seemingly they have picked markets that were uh, substantially going to have a good attendance and uh, seem to be doing pretty good. So something yeah. they can say right there. Well, that does um, make me curious, though. I So here's another thing with the Atlantic City thing. I feel like no matter what, though, if the Fed is looking at Atlantic City, they have to play at Boardwalk Hall at least to start. Yeah, if, if they were if they were coming in and saying, all right, look, we're gonna be playing at Boardwalk Hall until a new uh arena is built, I don't I don't think I would uh you know blink an eye. I would be very you know happy with the idea of them adding a jersey team finally again. Yeah, like I, plus Boardwalk Hall is like a famous venue still. Like it like, it's not a very good venue, but it's very famous. Still, though, the Fed gate in there would be would be good. Yeah, um, but th- and, there's also and, another, and, another. Well, hold on. There's another Jersey town. I'm very surprised if maybe we don't get something, at least an, an idea next year if they don't come in too. So, I will say this: there, you know, we we won't go into this too much, but there's a lot of stuff seemingly going on in the background right now i would say a lot actually because it feels it's lighter it's lighter than what it is but there's still quite a bit there's still quite a bit there's i I just yeah it's just the issue is 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 right now we're in january yeah this is more than what we've had in the last like last week at this point we didn't have that so i'll I'll take what i could get right now (laughs) uh but speaking of the fed let's go ahead and start looking at the standings and yeah, I really think there was a full moon last weekend. <laughs> yeah, because Columbus, uh, uh-oh, what happened here? 
Yeah, uh, uh, Rando, uh, that team that you said wasn't very good just smacked the crap out of the River Dragons in two straight games. I have no knowledge of any of this. Okay, uh, people who have listened to the podcast, I you know what's funny. I see people specifically commenting on our, on Carolina on Carolina game post about you talking crap about them, about talking about the Thunderbirds. I've seen. I have no knowledge of any of this. And they and they're waiting for you to eat crow. I I am going to only eat Thunderbird. How about that? Oh, it looks like the Thunder. Oh, I guess what the Thunderbirds already had a meal, and that was uh, some dragon corpses this past weekend. Because Friday, eight to two, eight to two. That would be fair. Both of these games were in a very actually, I think a sellout crowds both nights in Winston Salem. Yeah, eight to uh, two against Columbus on Friday, and then seven to two against Columbus on Saturday. Just. Columbus had never looked so mortal this season. Holy Carolina decided. I'm very, I'm very interested to see what happens on Friday because guess who they're playing? Yep, it's, it's a rematch this time in Columbus, Friday and Saturday. Yeah, it's gonna. I I expect there to be blood. I think there's gonna be blood, especially after Ooh. how last weekend went. Ooh, I think well, there's gonna be blood. Speaking of a team that seemingly is drawing blood, uh, Port Huron, they're yeah. in second still. They are they are steadily climbing up those those the, the uh, standings because right now they, there's only a 12 point difference between them and Columbus. I believe, of course, Columbus did lose games, and with the Fed system, you can earn six points yeah. very quickly. But there was a, at least a very nice uh, 20 point gap for a while between all these teams, and it Port Huron is seemingly starting to kind of get some points together, and after. Carolina took care of Columbus this weekend. Carolina has a 6-5-4 winning percentage. That is fourth best in the league, but right now I would consider them above Beaverton for cup for uh, cup standings for cup predictions. Are you talking Carolina, about Colorado or Carolina? Carolina. Ah, Carolina. Carolina just, Carolina just made the top team look pathetic. Well, they, yeah, I'm interested to see if that wasn't just home advantage. That, I, I'm curious about that too. But yeah. they did, but they still made them look pathetic either way. Yeah, they did. They, like did, that, they, they definitely did. That's, that, that was like, uh, but yeah, no, Port Huron took care of business against their Michigan rivals in Motor City. Motor City has now just kind of been dropping. At this point, they've kind of cemented their place in fourth. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Uh, they're on a five game losing streak, two, eight, and zero in the last 10. Like, who would have thought, like, you know, in December, like, they were, like, they, they seemingly were, like, handling second, and they were probably going to be uh, facing either Carolina or Port Huron. Like, that was, that's strange. It, they, at, at right now, I think Port, Port Huron is just a better team, and that's who they've been playing. And that's uh, who yeah, they are playing this weekend still. Yeah, they're playing them Thursday. <laughs> and, fr- and Saturday. Yeah. They are playing them Friday, though. But Saturday, they are. Yeah. So, it, right now, Marcy needs to kick it back into gear, or else Port Huron's gonna Port Huron's gonna run away, and Marcy's gonna be left behind still. And at that point, Marcy better hope Carolina yeah. doesn't beat Columbus, or else it's gonna get even worse for them. Yeah, and then the last team in the continental, the, the redhead stepchild, seemingly <laughs> Mississippi again, uh, showing moon. some signs of life. Wow, now, care, this is in Mississippi, but yes. uh, they swept Danbury. They yeah. swept the top team in the empire, and they uh, and they did it pretty convincingly. Both now, to be nice. fair, it was only one score games, 
Yeah, it was three but, or two, and then five to four. But the fact that they actually swept them, what the hell? Yeah, and I guess Where's I'm just going to use this time to go and talk about Danbury because they would be next anyway. But yeah, my Danbury, answer, yeah. Yeah, Dan, what, like, I, now, I, I watched these games. Danbury just seemed out of their element. I don't know if it was like just the, no, the, the, we, now. Yeah, are you going to bring up the fun fact? I was going to yes, say that yes, I am absolutely going to bring that. Up. Okay, so uh, Danbury, our friend, yeah. our friend uh, who you might be seeing next week, uh, just going to give you a little warning on that now. Uh, uh <laughs> apparently the the rabbits the the hat tricks uh apparently they stayed at a uh, hard rock i believe it was yes the hard rock casino on the uh, Biloxi uh strip <laughs> right off uh beautiful i forgot the highway name hold on <laughs> uh, uh right off beautiful uh highway 90 uh i've driven down that highway myself very beautiful views so uh, i'd like to point out I, I I like I think the joke right now is that they were a little too distracted with that. Which, by the way, the Hard Rock Casino in Biloxi, it is it is a be- I I've literally I've been right next to this building because I walked in front of it. I don't I can't go in casinos because the smoke just kills me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, they 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 seemingly also have a beautiful uh not beautiful but amazing oyster house. Uh, but they have a beautiful view, and uh, you can see uh, Deer Island and such from right there. Uh, they they seemingly got uh, drunk off the views uh, and maybe some more. Yeah, uh, because they, yeah, I like to point out they only lost once in regulation this year up until this point. They just lost twice to the second worst team in the league. Yeah, in regu- both in regulation. So what the heck? Yeah, I think um, I think next time they will be taking um, a holiday in uh, instead of uh, the hard like that. Something ha- like they, that's no explanation. There has to be an explanation for that. And because of that, though, Binghamton, since we're already basically talking about Danbury, Binghamton, they're they got they're getting real freaking close. That, that's one close. game difference. That's one yeah. game away from tie. And here they they play the same amount of games now. This is the Empire is now a fight. The Empire and is now a fight. You want to know who's uh playing what uh this upcoming weekend? Wardtown's at Danbury, and then Binghamton's at Elmira. And then guess what on Saturday? <laughs> this could, this, that's going to be a good game. Binghamton and Danbury in, at, in, in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. boy. There, there, Speaking Binghamton, of Binghamton, there's your opportunity. Here's your test. Yeah, this is, this is the big one. Like, if they, can get, if they can win two in a row, which, by the way, they're on a two-game winning streak, so they can continue this. And eight and two in their last two. They're, I mean... No, there's two other teams who are eight and two in the last ten games, and that's Columbus and Carolina. Mm-hmm. So and Watertown is right there. They're four and six, and they're on a two game losing streak, but they are they're still tied for third with Elmira. Um, like it's like right there. If fair, Watertown is ahead because uh, they played two less games than Elmira, right? But yeah, honestly, with both Watertown and Elmira. That's gonna be a fun little battle for third. That's gonna be a fun little battle for third. But right now, I don't even know who they're gonna be playing now because Binghamton's now catching up to Danbury, and who knows? Maybe Binghamton jumps them. Yeah, I'm... at this point, it's it's a one versus two in the standings and a three versus four in the standings in the Empire. Like, there's at least some fun now in the yeah, Empire. There, we there thought it was fun. kind of gonna yeah, be that... a while. Yeah, now now that's not like beatdown mode. It's like fun to watch. There's like bad. There's actually some battles going on. 
Yeah. However, <laughs> uh, oh, you're gonna, yeah, my man Bubba just needs to get somewhere else from Delaware. Like, please. Delaware tried this weekend. Okay, they played Elmira. They tried, dude. They hey, really at least they got. They at least they got a point. Yeah, like they and they only lost by one goal in each game. Like it wasn't like they were getting beat. Like they tried, dude. They really did. Delaware yeah. had the freaking lead late in the yeah, in the just... Friday game too. It's like, ugh, man. Like it, it's painful at this point. Like they're. They should not have the record that they do. I'm going to be real honest. They really should not have the record that they do. They've had close games and close games and close games against almost every type of team in this league. It's not even the fact that they're bad. They're just like a step behind. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, that's – that's. Uh, I, it, it feels like – remember that team was going for a bit. Like they had something and it just fell apart so quickly. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it feels like they have something there. They have something, but they just can't grab it by the damn horns. They can't grab their own horns on their damn logo <laughs> and just win. Like, they are so close. They really, in reality, they should be up there with Watertown and Elmira fighting for a playoff spot. They absolutely should be. Like, yeah. that. they've had so many close games like that this year and just, but never goes their way. They at this point it, I have to say at this point it's basically too late. Yeah, it is. It, it, they're like uh, it's it just like I can see that there's been some effort into this team this year and that's the part that pains me. Like that's the part that really does pain me. I can see the effort. I can see the effort from both the players on the ice and the people running things behind the scenes, that they want to have a winning team, they really do. It's just not materializing. Yeah, that's that's just the non-fun part about it being a part of, part of a team like that, where they're not even trying to be bad. It's just mm. okay. So let's talk about some controversial topics. Uh, Ooh, okay, we're gonna go to detail now. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, it, I'm definitely grabbing the mic here, especially given what it is and who it involved. Please just so, don't go insane. <laughs> after, so this weekend in the SPHL, uh, kind of a little bit of a crazy week, but nothing too, nothing like what happened in the SPHL. Okay, you know, no, I'm gonna start with, no, 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 no. How about this? I'm going to start with a feel-good thing. Okay. Uh, okay. In regards to Peoria. Uh, Benis Groba. I'm, look, I'm going to be honest. I was never... The biggest fan of him, but I do like the fact that he got to go out on his own terms. He So he was a player that wanted to retire after 2019-2020, but that season got cut off is what happened. And he because that, he just had to stop playing. Like He was like, oh, like he didn't get to go out when he thought he did. So we had a roster slot open this weekend. Uh, Jockey Trudeau and him, they signed a contract for three games at home because he had a 3-3 three and three against Knoxville. Go out on his own terms. And it, that was like, that was cool. Because he was an original SPHL Riverman too. He was here in 13-14. He was here for quite a number of years too. 
So getting to see that 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 was cool. And he even got the he got even got the number one star on Sunday for his last game. It, it was yeah. that, that is a positive game being able to kind of have let him kind of go out that way. That that is such a cool story. I, I, I wanted to use that first because the next thing I'm gonna talk about is going to suck. It's going to suck. And I'm I'm preferencing that hardcore right now. After Friday's game, um, okay, so Riverman lost that game. That was the only game they actually lost this weekend, which I'm proud of them. Um, and it was basically directly after this game. It, it was not even like it was not even like an hour after this game that this came out. Uh, now former player Louis Rowe was released at first like it just seemed you know he was released but the Pure Journal Star article that came out regarding it uh he's made some inappropriate comments some damaging comments in regards to uh the Kalamazoo Weeds who were having a pride night uh like they had the ice, like it's Kalamazoo, so of course they painted the ice. They they basically started that whole trend back in the day. Uh, they painted the ice with the rainbow flag, even wore special jerseys. It looked really cool. And should I say the quote? Should I say what he said? Um, yeah, d- d- just let him go at it. So he said, and I I I'm, I could be messing up the quote here, but this is basically what he said. I knew the Kalamazoo wings were soft. But not gay and trans soft. That's what he said, and I want to point this out. When he signed with the team, I looked up his social media because I thought he was maybe a relative of a former Riverman, given his last name, because there was a former famous Riverman with that last name. I saw his Twitter account, so when he signed, I saw certain comments and posts and particular beliefs. I want to, and I, at that point, like when he signed, I was like, oh boy. So when he, when, so when this came out that he was released because of a comment said, especially to an ECHL team, I was not shocked in a way because I knew that he was kind of like that. Now, I will say this I applaud the river for making a snap decision to, release him. Not only that, the, the uh, Doug Price actually, because it, this story has gone around. This story has gone around. And uh, specifically Ian Kennedy, I believe it was, uh, he got a, a little thing from Doug Price, the SBHL commissioner. Based, Doug Price basically saying, yeah, the SBHL do not condone, condone this. We fully support the team who made this decision. And yeah, and so I'll say this: Louis Rowe will probably not have a job in the SPHL ever again. I think that's fair to say at this point. Uh, well, we both know there's one owner. No, but after Doug Price's comment, after Doug Price's statement, though, I think he's, I because Doug Price specifically uh, got that did that quote. I think he's done. Um, not only and here on. Two minutes for roughing. We definitely do not 
condone what Louis Rose said. I I know specifically for me, considering the Rivers are my team, I found it absolutely disgusting. And I feel disgusted that he ever wore the paddle wheel. I find like that to be disgust me so much that uh, let's say it's a good thing we didn't record this weekend because I I would have been a lot more furious than what I currently am. Um, yeah, um, it's uh, so I'm just you know I'm gonna right remember what we talked about before the show. I'm gonna say this to Louis Rowe. How about that? Okay. Think that there's gonna be the one you're gonna get another person. tweet sent at you by him, it's gonna be not funny. Oh, oh <laughs> I should mention the one tweet that I sent him. Um, Lee Rowe, if you are somehow listening to this, hockey is for everybody. If you do not believe that is the case, then maybe hockey isn't for you. That's all I'm gonna say to you. After I already said, you said to somebody, nice pronouns, and I said, nice termination. Have fun. Cool. Okay. I feel a little better now. Because <sighs> that's been, I, I've, genuinely, I've been so furious about the fact that that happened. And it could have affected, especially since he did that towards an ECHL team, that could really affect jobs. That could really affect jobs because that could affect call-ups. We've, we've had players call up to call up and Zoom before. And that would look that looks really bad yeah. on us. That looks really bad on the pure. Yeah, Cal- Kalamazoo is a common SPHL kind of pickup spot uh, for players. So I know there. I know I had at least one other player. I mean, talked to me uh, back when uh, Joshua Boyko played for us. I think he got called to to Kalamazoo. Yeah, but I, I, again, I had one player. You kind of keep you know commenting on what you said. I, I had one player reach out and say, you know, he he made us all look so stupid because now the SPHL looks like the beer league almost again. Uh, and, but, that, and, that, and, that, and that's why it fear, infuriates me. Like, and here I like to point out though he he was on in the ECHL beforehand. Yeah, I I I don't know how he wasn't even that good with us, but he was in the ECHL beforehand. So I'm gonna guess he's done there too. Uh, so what's it gonna be for him now? He's gonna go to the Fed. Hey, buddy, he owns two LLCs. You better. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, no, like, but. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to say in regards to that. I am proud of the Riverman for cutting loose uh, this person as quickly as they did. Like we're like I said, we're talking like he played Friday night, and within an hour after that game, he was gone. So I want to shout out the person who after I want to shout out the person who after he made that tweet. They may said at Pure Riverman, hey, is this one of your players? And I think that, and I personally think that's how he, uh, Louis Rowe lost his job. Because once the, our social media team got in contact, like, I'm thinking that's how he lost it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, again, so yeah. Uh, kind of, I, I, I think it's kind of time to go and wrap up this yeah. topic. So, um, again, you know, he could have just shut up and probably nothing would happen. I think, again, this dude, he, he probably had something he could have had going on in the SPHL. He could have been Riverman. Uh, 
just another case of people who cannot stop using social media have to have to kind of keep going and they cannot, you know, like, and before, like, because I, I, I've seen this being thrown around on Facebook, this wasn't a free speech thing. This wasn't, you know. This is the type of like stuff that. that could damage a team's reputation, a league's reputation. We're, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. The, the, this, you know, and yeah, when that happens, they absolutely have that right to get rid of him. Yeah, if you go back and look at his account, like what he was just after when it kind of blew up in his face, it was it, he, the way he kind of lashed out. It was pretty bad. And I'm still proud of yeah. what I look. I don't tweet very often, but I'm still proud of what I tweeted at him. Nah. That was funny. Right. You have to admit that was funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's go and move on to about the SPHL uh, standings as they are. Uh, so. Roanoke, what's going on? Uh, now number one, 40 points. I mean, they're just wow. hot. They four game winning streak. Now, yeah. who hold on? Who did they? And there was a lot. Of, oh, right. There's a lot. Of Excuse you, Mark. Too. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Who did they play? Uh, they played, I want to say, um, I don't think they played this weekend. No, no, Fayetteville. They played Fayetteville Saturday. They played. Only one game on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, they played Friday too. Um, they Friday, beat, yeah, they yeah they beat. So it was two games in Fayetteville, and they won both games three to two. Okay. Well. Uh, and I think uh, that's a nice way to go from thirty six to forty. Yep. Yeah, uh, I mean, Fayetteville's been kind of hot, so that's a good win. Uh, Fayetteville's yeah. actually been kind of on the up and up lately. Like that's in the last ten games, that's only Fayetteville's. Second or third loss in the last ten games. Yeah, we'll talk about them when we reach to it. But yeah, uh, let's so, get down to uh, Peoria. Two uh, game winning streak we, so far. Yeah, so like I said, we lost Friday, but then we bounced back uh, Saturday and Sunday, which we needed. Oh, did we need that badly? Especially mm. with just how the SPHL is still. Like we yeah. needed those two games badly. Yeah, if if if, if not Fayetteville, but Knoxville. Uh, lot uh, one, two of those three. I think I think Peoria would be in a really bad spot almost. We that we needed that not only for stands but just because we were kind of we came out into twenty twenty three. We've not been that good. Yeah, I was talking about that. It's like ooh. So I think those two wins have were huge. We got the bounce back wins. Although now, uh, we just lost our the top SPHL rookie, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Barrow. He is now in England. With the Manchester Storm, I do believe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, great. Uh, he was, like, ninth in overall SPHL scoring, and we have now don't have him. We also don't have Alec Bear, because uh, he's, he's currently up in Kansas City. And we just traded away Ben Churchfield, who yeah. <laughs> has been an excellent backup. And at times, he's a starter. We just, oh, no, we didn't trade him. We released him. Yeah, <laughs> we released him and traded for Josh Benson from Macon. I, I'm a little look. I, look, I'm gonna be honest right now. I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. Yeah, I'm not a Peoria <laughs> fan, but still, like with everything going on, you're like, can can you not <laughs> just like? But here's another uh, thing, though. Yeah, and here's the part that's really surprising with the Macon trade. We could get Jack Berry back because he was released by Nottingham in the, in the England because they're yeah. Jack Berry just got released by Nottingham, who, by the way, was the SPHL playoff MVP, I do believe. 
That that would be a good pickup for you guys. So, so we so gain if we could get him back in between the pipes, that would be really good. Yeah. Yes. And but I have and also team, um, go ahead. Also, uh, props to Eric Levine. Uh, he just became uh, second all time in the uh, Riverman all time goaltender wins list. Ooh, wow! Congratulations on that. He, I like to point out, even though with all the player, all the goaltenders that like play that play on the paddle wheel for us, it's it's two IHL names, um, uh, in between them, but like that are sandwiching him. Mm-hmm. But it's no one like crazy. Like it's not even by like even like Guy Bear or Pat Jablonski, who A Bear was like part of that uh first Ducks team that made the finals. Wow. Um. Jablonski was part of the some of the original Lightning teams. Um, not Ben Bissup, not Jake Allen, but like it was Daryl Mays number one, and Jeff Sargent is a uh, number three. Who, who uh, Eric Lyons just passed. There, so it's two IHL goaltenders, and I will say, he like Eric Lyons likely won't ever get first because he needs fifteen more wins, and I have. Good knowledge to say that after the season he is done. Oh wow! I have good knowledge in in saying that it seems like he is about ready to retire. Well, maybe he can't get the fifteen because there's quite a few games. So, but that okay. Here's the thing though: it, that would we're already halfway through the season. That's like what? I mean, there's only twenty nine games left. I, I, you know, Peoria always seems to be on their toes near the end. But anyway, yeah. But how's uh, <clears throat> I mean, 15 wins. Huntsville. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Yeah, Huntsville. Uh, Mark, you want to say it with me? One last ride. Come on, say it. I mean, beat Peoria first. Oh, wait. You can't. You already just got swept by us. All right, buddy. Anyway. (laughs) So, uh, Huntsville. Look, eight, even Knoxville could be as ones. You can even do that. Eight one zero one in the last ten, three zero zero one in the in winning streak. I mean, come on, Huntsville as going. They're tied with Peoria. So although they play two more games than Peoria, so that's fair. But still, with hey, the same amount of wins. Yeah, this this having team seemingly on the up and up once again. All right. Oh, look, they're actually doing what they're supposed to be doing and winning, unlike their crappy selves. Uh, But I, like I said, though, I don't trust them still because of that. And plus, the SPHL right now is still kind of chaotic. It it really is still. Mm, Yeah. We can change this whole standing still. Well, speaking of standings, Birmingham, 37 points. Uh, You know, you had a loss to Huntsville, but. Still seven three in their last ten, not exactly terrible. Huntsville and Birmingham are like neck and neck in a lot of instances. Still, like they are, the two Alabama teams are, I would say, evenly strength. Yeah, that, I think that's a fair point uh, statement. But Evansville, um, now we're back to where I think they probably should be. Yeah, three game losing streak. Ooh. Look, uh, I mean, I'm glad when Evansville loses because they've been the one team that could actually beat Peoria consistently this year. Wow, that's a little harsh, but okay. Well, no, well, no, but it's like I, I like to see them lose right now because yeah, they're the one team that can beat us right now. So I want to see them lose more. Get away from us! Get away from us in a standing too. 
All right. Well, then you have Knoxville, uh, of course, one against on Friday against Knox. They are struggling a little. Yeah, they are. I'm three six uh, and one in the last ten. Yeah, and the Ballad Pelicans they now lead the league. Yeah, I I feel like we're kind of entering some questionable oh. decisions. That's all I'll say. Oh, I I need to bring up what happened during one of the games. Yeah, go ahead and talk about that. So, okay, Justin McDonald. He's been he came up from the Fed this year, and he's been killing it. He's been the top player in SBHL. Leads like he's. Been great. He and he and first couple of games he was on fire against Peoria, but he did something stupid, and it really, it really messed him up because it cost Knoxville a goal. So I want to point. I want to. So there's a play along the boards. This was uh, if you watch the games on hockey TV, this would have been along the penalty box area, like in that kind of semicircle area. Um. I forget the whole play, but basically, McDonald was over there. He grabbed the river player's stick and tossed it into the crowd. Sounds kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. Well, it was not fun because later on in the play, while, you know, without a whistle, Knoxville scored. But the linesman and referee got together, and because Jesse McDonald did that, not only did they call back the goal, but they called McDonald for a penalty. Now this Ooh. was like a minute later, by the way. Like the goal and the incident happened like a minute apart. But and and we and people looked it up in the SPHO rule book, they could do that. If they feel the goal was still preceded by a penalty, they could still do that. Mm. Which, to be uh, fair, that's a pretty, pretty blatant thing of literally tossing a player's stick into the crowd. Yeah. Like, that was, was a fed That was a fed move. I'm going to be real honest. That was a fed oh, move. Oh, okay. All no, right. But that's, but that's, I'm sorry. How about this? It's Bush League. It's Bush uh, that's, League. That's fair. All like, right. That, you can't just, I don't care who you are. You can't just toss a player's stick into the damn crowd. That's, I'm going to be honest. He should have been ejected for that. Uh, all right, Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Okay, Fayetteville. Okay, Fayetteville. 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 Okay, Fayetteville. Marksman. They have thirty-two points. Uh, but you well, know what? They've been playing better lately. They did lose their yes. last couple of games, but they're still seven to three in their last ten. Yeah, this is a team that I, I thought they they were going to probably be the team that was you know in that yeah, like it's not crazy. Like they they've they've kind of got it together. I didn't think they were that bad of a team, but they've they've kind of wheeled it back in a little. Uh, and who are they playing this weekend? They are playing oh Huntsville. Yeah, and Huntsville. Okay. Uh, man, Quad City must be nice. Played uh really. Oh wait a minute, hold on here. What the? You mean something? <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm gonna have to bring that up when we get to that team. But uh, anyway, yeah, right. Danville, well, Pensacola, uh, Pen- yeah, Pensacola, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, they at least won on. Yeah. Uh, they were one of the teams that played on Monday, so they did. Mm-hmm. They, they actually won while they played Macon, but they beat the crap out of Macon. So I mean, you know, it, it was a beating the crap out of seven to one. But right yeah. now it's right now it's Pensacola versus Quad City for that last spot. It feels like 
Yeah, Quad City again. They, let, let me say uh, they have been starting to improve a little bit. They're on a two game winning streak. I believe they're going to be playing mostly Vermilion County this upcoming week. No, actually, okay. So I, I was going to bring this up when we talked about Vermilion County. Vermilion County plays three games this weekend, all at home. First game, oh no, not all at home. Hold on, let me just make sure here. I don't think it's all at home. But Friday they play Evansville, Saturday they play Quad City, and Sunday they play Peoria. So they're playing three different teams this weekend, <laughs> really County is. Yeah. So that's all I right, was so, going to bring yeah. it up until Tom really County, but you brought that up. So I'm like, yeah, they only play it once. Um, actually, part of the reason we're recording today is because tomorrow, I believe it's, oh, tomorrow, yeah, it's today, whenever you're listening to this, Thursday, uh, Quad City has their field trip game against Peoria. So, yeah, that's the interesting kind of look. Actually, there's a – I didn't even mention it, but there's a Thursday game in the Fed this week, yeah. which is rare. Yeah, Puerto Rico versus Motor City. Yeah, that's that's a rare thing. They don't usually have Thursday games. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, Quad City, they, maybe they're starting to reel it back in. It'll be maybe. a test against Peoria, but, I mean, Peoria Quad City has been gained – Peoria and Quasi actually played twice this weekend, uh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Um, uh, and, then, then, uh, and, then, and then Quasi plays Vermillion County on Saturday. Then our final two teams, Macon and Vermillion County. You're there. Uh, they're both 0-3 streaks, and they're both 2-8 and eight in the last 10. Uh, I was... Seller I would say Macon has one more point in two less games. So, I mean, uh, yeah, they're slightly better. Macon also is a far more physical team. It's still funny to me that Verley County is the last place, and they don't even have – they only have 260 penalty minutes. Yeah, they, they're not even cracking 300 on, like, every other team. Like, that's, that's like, funny. Like, there's only two teams below 400, and Pensacola has 367. Like, they are 100 – they're over 100 penalty minutes behind the next closest team. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, mm. it's, it feel That is where it just feels like they aren't even, like – like there, there's like, there's not a want. The, okay, this oh, is where I, I, I disagree. But no, here, no, no, I'm gonna compare Delaware and Vermilion County here. And I've, and I've watched play in Delaware games. I've watched play in Vermilion County games, so I could say this with you know some level of certainty, with some level of knowledge. When I watch Delaware, it feels like every game, for the most part, Delaware fights. They fight. They're physical. They tr- and they try their damn hardest to do anything. To, they like it feels like a lot of like Delaware just can't buy a goal. Gen- genuinely, they actually get some mm. good looks. They get some good chances, but they just can't put it in the back of the net. For really County, they have games like that, but there's a, a lot of games where it just feels like they're just there to play sixty minutes, kind of, and go, and go home. And and like that's that's the difference. That's why when we talk about Delaware, I'm just I feel bad. We're really kind of just like yeah, because I've seen the way these two teams play, and really County just doesn't have that fight. Yeah. It's just they have little sparks here or there. If they could do, if they could just keep that spark, if they could, maybe they'd actually do something. But they can't keep that spark. And it frustrates me because I look at a team like Delaware who always had that spark but can't win. Really, County, 
if they kept that spark, they would not be in last place. They could be up there with freaking Quad City. There, I said it. But they can't Ooh. keep that fire. They can't keep that fire. And it frustrates even me. Wow. All right. Well, I think that's just about it uh, to wrap up this this week's episode of Two Minutes of Roughing. Mark, where can everyone find you? You can find me at Louis Rose favorite Twitter account at Prospector HCKY. And I am the Minor League Rando. You can follow me on Twitter at Minor League Rando, not too hard. Uh, we wish you have a good week, everybody, and we shall see you next week. Yep. Later. <laughs>